Hey, welcome back um, to another episode of Model Parenting. Uh, I'm David. I'm Farah. Hey, if you don't know who we are yet, then probably haven't listened very much. Um, <coughs> hey, welcome back in. If you've skipped a couple episodes, um, welcome back to episode 11. We're going to get into some values. Um, title of this episode is All You Need Is Love and some other stuff because that's not all you need. <laughs> If you are listening to this, I know several of y'all out there are listening kind of solo, independent of um, your spouses, and that's great, and I'm super excited that you're listening to it, and hopefully some of this is helpful. Um, but I am going to say for this episode, if you can't, get your spouse. So we'll wait. We'll sit here and wait for just a minute for you to run and go get your spouse. Or they can just push balls for second oh wait that's how this works i mean it? <laughs> it's up to you we can sit here i'm just kidding um but hey grab your spouse or send it to your spouse um it'd be great for you guys to listen to this one together um because this the the whole point of where we're going now with values is about being together and being on the same page and creating a shared value system so um if you can try to get your spouse listening to if they won't um i mean i don't it just kind of is what it is, but I encourage you if you can, uh, both spouses listen to this. So, if you only have one favor this week, <laughs> yeah, if you only have one favor to cash in, cash that in. Um, if you're single listening to this, then just keep on trudging through, and um, you can um, work with your kids on some of this stuff, and um, you can take the content to them. So, um, but getting into this episode, um, we are going to turn the corner and start really building that, that value system. And as you started your family, um, when you're getting married, you probably got a ton of advice uh, from people. And um, you may have even asked and gone out and, and talked to people, hey, what, what's, the, what's the best advice you can give me as a, as a newlywed or earning all that kind of stuff? And um, there's several kind of cliche answers to marital problems. And I don't mean to make light of them at all, but um, I, I think they are lacking in how to actually help us navigate the relationship of, of marriage, but then also the relationships with our kids and, and build a family that looks like what we want it to. So some of those cliches that, that you have heard, obviously, all you need is love. That's songs, and I'm not going to sing it for you. But, you know, if you just love each other, then everything's going to be okay. Um, communication is key. Got to communicate. And um, there's tons of books out there on he said this, I said that, she said this, waffles, spaghetti, all those different kind <laughs> of things. Venus and Mars. Venus and Mars, <laughs> all those different kind of books that really center around communication and how to communicate as a married couple. Um, my favorite one to dislike is... <laughs> uh, learn to fight fair. Um, and I, I think this one is very well intended for people. Um, but I really don't like the advice of just learn to fight fair. Um, with the inevitability being that you're going to fight. Um, so, um, fair is making some motions kind of like a cheerleader here in the uh, podcast studio and I think she said tit for tat I think yeah I'm like the seesaw like just like if if, if I get the, the just the fairness I think is not so much the fight fair but I was adding to those things like people are like 
you know, well, if I get this, then he gets that, or if he gets this, then I get this, or like they make it fair. They're right. trying to make it right. fair. If you spend trying to make everything fair. If you spend a hundred dollars on golf, then I get to spend a hundred dollars on hair or nails right, or, or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, so equal, uh, not equal. equal. I don't know. Yeah, but, but that's not necessarily learning to fight fair. That's trying to have some equalities and things. And right, I yeah. was adding another one that wasn't. Right. Oh, adding one. another. <laughs> She's adding another uh, cliche. So those are some of the things, and and. Our goal is not necessarily to boil it down to one thing. Um, I think the best advice that we could give and um, what we have found to be super successful is to build in a external standard that helps to minimize or negate the conflict. So um, what I mean by that is most conflict that comes in your marriage is actually a disagreement of values that um, one spouse or one kid or whoever is valuing one thing and then the opposing party is valuing another. Not that either value is bad, but values oftentimes create conflict when you are aimed at different things. And so if you haven't intentionally gone through and created a system and says, okay, this is what we're going to aim at in our model, and this is what's going to drive us towards that model and the picture that we want. We're going to we're going to have conflict, and those values are going to make us butt heads. So I think more than you know, communication and love and all these things. Yes, you have to have love in your marriage. If you don't love your spouse, then you're, you're going to have a struggle in marriage. Don't hear me say that. But if you're going to have a more um, peaceful marriage and a more a fulfilling marriage and, and family and those kind of things, I think what we need more than anything is alignment. Um, so if you think about a car in terms of alignment, if the alignment gets off in a car, it's going to pull one direction or the other, right? Like, Fair, you've experienced that when you're – Yes. You've got, a, you've got a fight the whole the time you're driving. Or the grocery cart. Or the grocery cart. That the, joker gets out of alignment The same thing. All while, the while you're pushing the grocery cart, you've got to use energy and effort to stay steer it the direction you want it to go. you got to fight against its desire to go a different way. Um, and so... And it's it, just when that one wheel, too, is is out of alignment, but... Right. But yeah. Um, but if you got two wheels pulling totally different directions, then, then it, it, you then can't you even move. you put that card back. You put that card back and you get a different <laughs> card. Um, so I, I think the, the bigger thing that we're trying to do, and as we get into this values piece, what we're really trying to do is create alignment. We're trying to create an opportunity that uh, a husband and wife, or if you've got some older kids, um, that you can say, okay, this is what we're aimed at together as, as a group. Um, so it's easy for us to recognize when we do align with places. So like a lot of times we end up shopping at, at stores or buying from companies or doing business with companies that we align with. So there are very few companies that um, – you kind of know their values, but you can see some of it. So uh, some of the guys like Tom's who do humanitarian work, we align with that. We want to buy their product because we like what they do. We align with the compassion and the the generosity that they have. And there's several of those companies that you're like, you know what, I'm going to buy that because if I buy this, then that sends something else down line or helps widows or orphans or, um, you know, homeless people or all those type things as you start to feel – compassion and connection with different causes, if you align with that, then a lot of times you will um, be a supporter of that company 
and you'll word of mouth it and all those kind of things. So we, we understand what alignment looks like, um, but we just don't think about often how to bring that or we don't know how to bring that into our families so that we can align uh, as, as spouses and then with our kids. Yes. So um, what we're going to do in, in this episode is we're going to break down a couple of things about actually what is a value and then how we determine our values um, to just kind of get you started down the road. And then we're going to give you some homework. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you at the top of the episode here, I'm going to need help from you as a listener before we can record our next episode. So if you're enjoying this content, you're getting some value out of it. I have to have some help from you or I can't record the next episode. I actually, in front of me, in Faraday's too, I have the outline for, uh, this is episode 11. I have 12 and 13 in front of me, but I can't record those without you guys. So some feedback. We need some feedback from you guys. I need y'all to, to text us and email us or, or give us some communication so that we can step in and record those next episodes. So, But I'll tell you what those are when we get to the end of them. So starting out first thing, what is a value? Um, if you Google it, um, you're going to get some different definitions and, and verbiages, and you're going to get a lot of how-tos, and um, there's a couple of different articles about how to discover your values and live by them and all that kind of stuff. Um, all, all those are good. Um, the the moral code comes across that this is your, your moral code, your moral compass. Um, another definition was it's broad, desirable goals. That doesn't really connect with me. Um, uh, some <laughs> thank books. Thank you, Google. Right, thank you. <laughs> some books we read and, and then the Google search comes up, talk about your beliefs, your core beliefs. And, and I still think that's kind of lacking. So I, I don't. We're going to kind of uh, test drive a definition here tonight with you guys. We've been through this. Um, and if you if you remember, we've talked about when we were going through the worldview pieces, we got into that. Um, we talked about the circles, that worldview is the inner circle, the second circle is values, and the outside circle is behavior. And most of what we deal with as parents and um, even as spouses, we try to hit that outside circle. We want to modify behavior. That's the majority of our time. We we try to get it's our kids. The majority of the world. The majority of the world. Do this. Don't do that. Um, here's the rules. Follow these rules. Don't don't go over there. Don't do that with that person. And we we try to live in a rules based environment, and behavior doesn't get modified from external influences. Behavior changes over time because the worldview and the values are changed and. Um, disciplined in our kids. Um, I think that's the most effective way to communicate and have your kids get to that outside behavior. But values, and, and this is the best definition I can come up with right now, values is the conduit from worldview to behavior. From the heart to the outside. From the heart to the outside. The values are that tangible those words, those phrases, the, the, the actual way that we can articulate and say, this is what's going to drive the behavior that we want to reflect in our worldview. So um, another kind of way to say it, and again, we're, we're, we're kind of spitballing these things here, um, is it's, it's that compelling reason for why we do what we do. Um, if it's you, the why behind the what. It's, it's the why behind the what. If you are, um, because of your worldview that you believe that humanity is created by God and that they're important, um, and you see a, a homeless person and you 
you value that person as a creation by God, then you're going to behave in a way that you're going to assist that homeless person. You're going to, to get, and I'm not saying if you don't, then you don't value people. But I am saying that, that those values will drive that behavior and they are that conduit to act on that motivating factor to act on and live out the worldview that we have inside of us. So all of our personal values are informed by our worldview. That's why we spent two episodes talking about it. Um, does that mean that you can't go through and create a list of values that you want to aim at? No, you can do that without a biblical worldview. That's fine. Um, uh, again, I just think the most successful um, people that we've in, encountered in doing this have, have started with that biblical worldview piece and then develop their values off of it. But it because is because they've aligned to a stronger a stronger alignment with God and they can more readily align with each other because they're more already aligned. Right. So our our values are the specific idea that motivates us to act on our worldview. So um now let let's talk about practical what what does that really mean and, and how does that help us in conflict. So um, when Fair and I, when we have conflict, um, we've got uh, eight shared values that we determined 18 years ago we, from our biblical worldview that we studied we did. And we came up with eight um, values that steer the decision-making process in our life. Now, when we have conflict, and we have conflict from time to time, we have an objective standard that neither one of us win. It's not a it's not a right or wrong. It's a, you know what, I'm not aligning with this value and I need to come back to it. And and Farrah oftentimes about, hey, you know what, I'm 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 valuing myself or valuing this thing rather than this value we agreed on. And I get I get back to it. And so that external standard that we've agreed on and said this is what we're gonna aim our life and our family at wins. Oftentimes we're both wrong. Like exactly. oftentimes in the conflict, we're both not. We're we're not we're not aligned, and we're not doing what we want to do. What the deepest part of us, like like you know, I've heard of, I have a friend, and she says, "I want to want that," <laughs> <laughs> and that's what that's what values are for us. It's we want to want these, and when we're not aligned with them, and we see the conflict with each other. There is oftentimes something that both of us can do to submit back to that value. And submission is a big thing. It's a hard thing for especially women. And and it's easier for me. It was a super huge thing for me coming from my background to submit to David. But it's so much easier for me to submit to him when I see him submitting to the agreement that we've we've made, the commitment that we've made to these values. Right. And that's, that's the thing is we are both committed to it. We, we, because we see the truth in what's there and that those values are driven from a biblical worldview, we're both committed to it. And it's not, we don't use the values against each other. And I mean, it, it, the, the striving for it is unity. And one of the things that we've tried to have in our marriage, even our vows, as we prepare those, because Farron and I wrote our own vows when we got married, was we wanted the unity of the spirit. And I would say that more than anything else, that has characterized our marriage, not because you and I are so good at getting along and compromising <laughs> and all that kind of stuff, but because we have this external value system that both of us are aimed at and pointed to, and even our kids are aimed at and pointed to. But I think that's why we are more 
it's interesting to me because people have said, you seem to get along with David better than you get along with so many other people. And I'm like, well, we have shared values. Like, you know, some of my friends and I have shared values, but that, but, but not to the, not eight of them. We don't. <laughs> right. So. And we'll get on the shared stuff. That's next episode. Um, Sorry. So, uh, all right. So that's, that's the, that's the best definition that, that I can kind of come up with is, is it's the, those compelling reasons, that external standard of things that we say, all right, this is what we want to use to make our behaviors and motivate our behaviors to act out the worldview that we believe is, is right based on what we've studied and understood. So um, that's, that's when, when we say the word value or values, that's what we're trying to communicate is that, that it is um, previously in, in small groups and Bible studies and things we've done, we said that that's a non-negotiable um, for you, and, and I, I don't know that that definition really encapsulates what we're trying to communicate because um, I, I do have some values that I personally still hold that aren't part of our shared values. And me too. So, yes, those things are, are non-negotiable for me, but those aren't what I agreed to as Fair and I said, we're going to aim our life at the team, that the team is moving towards it. This. Um, so I, I do think it's, it's that... Um, that compelling motivation and compelling reason and that idea that we can say, okay, this is what's going to make us act. So the, the only thing I kind of thought to do here was uh, I was, was going to tell you our values as an example. Um, and like I said, we have eight of them. Um, and Farrah's looking at me crazy because she didn't want me to share this. I'm not telling you this because I think these are the right values. They're just going to come out over the next several episodes because I don't have any other <laughs> context in which to communicate you with you about what values are and what they do so right it's just it just surprised me because before we would cover them up and not let people see them until after they had written theirs but right but we're on the podcast and there's nothing to do about it now it's the way i gotta do it okay. it's the way i gotta lead do it. on brother we're gonna do it <laughs> all right so our values um god's purpose each other authenticity character um people excellence laughter experience those are our eight values. And yes, I did do that from memory. I don't have a note in front of me that says that. Um, and our kids know those by memory and our, our kids know what they mean and how they're defined. Um, and they're in order of um, importance. So as we're running through the filter in the funnel, and we'll get into that in the next episode, God's purpose is the first and um, experience is the last. So, um, but those are, those are our values. So for us, as God's purpose comes from that worldview that God is our ultimate authority. So his purposes are important to us. So that affects our behavior and we behave in such a way that we want to live out his purposes. So if I am doing something that is in conflict with God's purpose, um, as we've defined it and what we understand is God's purpose, I'm probably going to be in conflict with Pharaoh or my kids. Because I have told Farah and my kids, hey, I want y'all to pursue God's purpose. And as a family, we're going to pursue God's purpose. So if I am doing things that are contrary to that, they're going to feel it in our family. And I've got to pull back to that God's purpose. Again, I'm submitting to this value system to say we all want to go this direction. So if one of our kids, the biggest thing that our kids ran up against was each other. So... Um, they weren't valuing each other. They would be valuing a, a toy or a video game or something that they wanted to do. They don't, 
when they bump against that, that valuing each other, we didn't say, hey, who's doing it? They were both wrong because neither one of them in that situation were valuing the other. And that's that's that external standard that we don't necessarily have to manage the conflict. We point them back to the value because Ferris said it. In conflict, most times everybody's wrong. Most times. Most of the time. I've rarely been in a situation where anyone was 100% right or 100% wrong. And part of, of growing in this is us accepting responsibility for where, yeah, okay, I, I missed the mark on that, and I've got to pull back to that value. Thanks for helping me get there. So um, having that external – fair doesn't have to come to me and say, hey, you're wrong in this and she tried to explain to me and defend her position because I'm a very defensive person. And I can I can argue with the best of them. Um, I've grown up in a very argumentative type t- uh, environment, and I've learned and to argue. And the world is focused on right and wrong. Right. Who is and right and who is wrong. The enemy wants And working in construction, I, I spend a lot of time figuring out why everyone else is wrong and why I was right. And that's... I mean, that's, that's part of my degree is learning how to argue my point and find. So if Fair coming to me and saying, hey, you're wrong, it, it's a safer conversation for her to say, hey, our value is this. How are we getting to it? And just asking the question. And it's a, I'm a lot less defensive in those moments when she feels like she needs to pull me back and, and her the same. The kids the same. The kids are, are very receptive when I say, hey, are you valuing your brother? Hmm. No, I'm not. And they're not defensive in trying to say why they're right because instantly they know I, I didn't value my sibling. I, I didn't um, – or Corwin, I didn't value my brother. Or, you know, it, however that works out, they understand that that objective standard is what is driving those questions and that decisions, and we've got to all pull back to it. Um, so that's that's the, the values pieces. We're talking about this. Those values that we have, those eight values, motivate us to act the way that we want to act to reflect our worldview. And it's not what we want to do for our pleasure. It's what, what we want to want. Right. It's who we want to be it's as who, a family. It's Again, who we want to be. our values are the guardrails. Dax used that phrase a couple times when he was on the podcast. They're the guardrails that keep us from getting in the ditch as we're aimed at the model that we have. Now, the model we have is a relational-driven model that we want to be in relationship with each other far beyond the address that we have. When my kids move out and um, when I want them to be in relationship with each other and I want them to be in relationship with us and I want to have influence in my kids' life when they're 30 and 40 and 50 and I want them to want to be around us regardless of where they live and what their uh, marital status is, any of those kind of things. But we want them to understand that they already have influence in our life because of, of values. Like they already... If influence us and affect us, and we want to still have that influence from them too. Like it's, it's a two-way. Right, and values are driving all of that. So, values are the the guardrails that help us from getting out in the ditch and focusing on other things, so that we can have the model that we want, which is that relational driven model that we are in relationship similar to how God is in relationship to us. So, again, that that goes back to that model parenting. We are not the model. Our values are not the model. Don't just copy the values and say, okay, hey, the, I heard David Affairs and that's what I'm going to go after. Do the work that we're going to do over the next couple of episodes to determine your own so that you can commit to them as a family 
when you get into this shared stuff. And we'll, we'll talk about how to how to make them shared. Know so. your bend. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into that in a different episode. <laughs> so how do we determine our values? Um, this is a, a process that should take um, weeks, maybe months, that you're just asking a lot of questions to yourself, to your spouse, to each other. Um, start with, and again, you're going to hear this relational bias from us, but start with people. Who are you closest to and why? So look at the relationships you have in your life and see, start to identify, okay, I'm really close with these people, all right, my, my spouse, and why, why am I really connected to them? You know what, I really, really respect and love the, the way that they show Jesus or the commitment they have to Scripture or those kind of things. Ask yourself, why are you really committed to that relationship? Who is that person that you've let in your inner circle so that they know you and understand who you are. Um, ask yourself the question, who do you have the most conflict with? Why? Why are you in conflict with that person more often than other people? What is it about them and the decisions and the choices that they make that you say, man, I don't like that? And that's going to start to pinpoint maybe some, uh, well, I value this. I don't value that. They value that. Or start to ask yourself those those type questions. Um, so... Ask yourself, hey, based on my worldview, what's the most important thing or idea to me? What's the biggest deal? What's the, if you want to get to that non-negotiable term that we think is a little limited, what's the non-negotiable to me based on my worldview? If you've got a biblical worldview, then, you know, some things about God and scripture and humanity, some of those things are going to be non-negotiables for you. And you're going to say, that's important. And I've got to, I've got to, I value this and I want my behaviors to reflect that worldview piece. Um, And then... We've got, um, no exaggeration, I counted them today, we've got nine different resources that are questionnaire worksheets and um, leading things that help you go through and determine what your values that are. That we have not written. We have not written. We have taken these from other sources. So I don't have, I don't, I don't know what's copyright written and what's not. We've used them in small group settings. Um, if you want some of those, shoot us an email and I can send you the ones that we created. There's a couple of them we did create. I could send you the ones we created, um, but uh, some of the other ones I, I may have to try to get some permissions um, to share because I just I don't know what the the limitations are on that. I'm not I'm not super smart about how all that works. So, um, but determining your values literally is is asking questions and going through and finding the places that um, that you feel like are important, and so. What I need you to do, what I want to do coming out of this episode, and you're like, well, that's all we get on how to determine our values. Well, I mean, I, I can't ask you all the questions. I can't, I mean, I can sit in front of you for two hours and ask you a bunch of questions and drill down on some stuff. Um, and if we were in a small group together, if we were leading a small group with you or um, a group of us got together and we were going through this, then, then we would lead some of that process and help you do some of that discovery and give you some, I, just, I don't have a, a good vehicle in a podcast to, to walk through that. So if you want us to help you through that process, text us, email us, say, hey, we'd love to go. We'll do it over FaceTime or um, phone calls or, or whatever that looks like to try to help you process what some of these resources are and what some of these questions are so that you can start to determine what your values are. Um, but I, I think most of you listening to this can start to understand, okay, these, these motivating factors, these kind of beliefs from my worldview system they are going to reflect these kind of words. And the reason I gave you ours 
the, everything's just one word. I mean, we have, you know, well, that's not, that's a lot. The first one's God purpose. So that's two words, but it's a word or a phrase, a couple of words, you know, people, excellence, laughter, experience. Those are things that we, that, that, that becomes the common language of our house. So, you know, you, you can use any words from authenticity to creativity to, you know, relationships. I mean, any of those type of things. And you can Google, hey, what are some personal values? And you can get a list of 57 different personal values and you can start to do. Farrah's looking at me like she found something on the Internet. I mean, there's also this thing that I've had just when people have asked me and I've been in conversation with people, but it's on version. And it's like family ID, 31 days of building your values. But it's just basically a list of 31, and you can scroll through it. You don't have to do it for 31 days. You can scroll through right, it and scroll look at, it and see what at it the is. values that are there and just be like. There you go. It's on version. That's a resource that you can use. Um, but your activity that we're going to give you is, the, is what I actually need you to do. So um, if we were in a small group together, what we would do is we would give you this homework, and then we would come back and meet the next week, and then we would – discover this together and we would walk through it but since we're not together and everybody's listening to this at separate times um i need three couples so three husband and wife couples who can send me the husband's top five values and the wife's top five values now y'all don't have to talk about these together these are individual and we can change your names person we're, we're not going to share who you are i'm not going to say it's bob and sue i mean we're not we're not going to do that um we're we will keep your name and stuff off of it we'll just say hey one of the listeners this is husbands and this is wives um but we your top five values i have to have those to record the next one because what i've got to show you is where some of that, how some of that starts to line up or not. And I need some actual field, real work. I, I don't want to make those up. I want real people who are listening to this podcast to shoot those to us so that I can t- start to, to help shape what some of those shared values are going to look like based off of what your personal values are. So if you can, as you start to get into this and you come up with your top five values now, We've done several weddings, probably five or six weddings. Um, I've married, been the officiant on several people. Um, we've done that process, and the first thing we do when we meet together is we tell them to bring their top five values. Everybody we've ever met with did not have trouble coming up with their top five values. Right. Everybody was able to do that. So I don't think this is a, a – this shouldn't be a monumental task. You should have ideas and things that you know that you connect with um, that you can say, okay, hey, this is my top five, and your husband should be able to say, this is my top five, or however. So if you haven't been able to get them to listen to this episode with you, shoot it to them and say, hey, I want to do this homework so we can shoot this to David and Farah. Um, but you can email those values to us, um, and that's at modelparentingpodcast at gmail.com. Um, if you've got Farah's cell phone number, you can text her those. If you've got my cell phone number, you can text those to me. I'm not going to do it give you my cell phone number over the podcast. If you email me and want my cell phone number, I will give it to you. Um, probably unless I really have no idea who you are, if you're from Canada or something, I don't know. Um, you just pulled that one out. Well, there is a listener somewhere in Canada and I don't know who they are. Oh, gotcha. um, okay. They're from Toronto. It just shows me on the map where they are. And gotcha. I don't know who they are. Okay. Um, so, um, anyway, I, if you can help us, I need three couples I cannot record the next episode, Fair, and I can't do that until we get that feedback. Um, and I am really excited about the next episode. The next episode, Sharing is Caring. It's going to be episode 12. <laughs> That's a funny name. That is a funny name. I thought it was clever. 
You're so cute. I'm so cute. <laughs> so anyway, if you can, um, send those to us so that we can work on those and bring that in and, and do episode 12. And then we'll have something coming out of episode 12 that we needed to do so we can record episode 13. Um, and I think those are going to be most of our values episodes. And then we'll do some some transition to kind of how to use them and how to build your family using your values and that kind of stuff, some practical stuff on how to do that. So uh, anyway, that's what we got for tonight. Uh, again, uh, if you can't help us out, shoot us texts or emails. Uh, if you have any questions, if you want some of those resources, I don't know that there's a way to load. We might could load a couple of them up in the show notes. We might. We'll try. I mean, um, yeah. We don't really know how to do all this very well. We're, we're kind of limited in our technical abilities. Um, but if we can load some of those up, we will. Um, but if you do want some of them, shoot us an email, shoot us a text. And we will, we will send you the things we have so that you can use the things that I know I can send you. Um, the couple of resources that I've used from other people, I'll, I'll see if we can get some permission if you really need them. But we'll see from there. But that's what we got for tonight. Um, short little 33 minutes. Nice job. So looking forward to walking through this journey with you. If you have any feedback, comments, questions, we'd love to hear from you. Um, but thanks for listening. And hopefully we'll be able to record and shoot out episode 12 soon. Um, and you guys take care. Thanks.